How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In Between Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cheney. Welcome, welcome. Anybody new? Welcome to the pod. Anybody returning? Well, welcome back, fam. <laughs> Hope you all are having a fabulous, wonderful week. And if you're not, well, I'm sorry. That sucks. I hope that I can entertain you and maybe take some of the negativity away. If not permanently, at least for just a brief moment. So what's new? Well, I updated you on some new things, my wellness routine last week. So you can check out last week's episode for that. Talked a little bit about finance stuff, but nothing to get your gears going in terms of finance help. I was more so lamenting about how clueless I am when it comes to the finance world. HYSA, 401k, Roth IRA, money market. I was trying to think of an acronym and I, I, I couldn't think of any others. So all that said and done. Again, if you are a finance person and think that you are entertaining or at least charismatic or know somebody who is a finance person who is at least entertaining or one part charismatic, I would love to have them on the pod. So send me a note on Instagram. You can meet, you can meet, <laughs> you can find me at, at in dot between pod, or you can do my personal at Elizabeth Cheney underscore. Both are public. Send me a message because your girl needs some financial help. I know I'm not the only one. And I think that's a topic in an in-between that's worth covering. So Sorry, self-promotion here in terms of I need a guest. Do you have that guest? Are you that guest? So let me hear your suggestions. <laughs> Let's see. Stan and I are going to Savannah in a couple of days. We're going there this weekend for a long weekend for a wedding. Should be great. Stan's going to go golf. That means I get to roam the streets of Savannah by myself for half a day. Mm, what trouble is she going to get into? I'll tell you right now. My current hyperfixiation is art, buying art. Uh, I say that like I'm some hmm, streamed person who buys art and things. No, I just, I love art. Don't have the money for a bunch of custom original art, but I do have a penny for some prints and I love ordering from the like artists themselves directly, not necessarily through home goods or things like that. But current hyperfixiation art for the home I do not have, for the home we have not bought, for the home we have not even found. Not sure how this is going to play out. I'm going to move into a home. I'm going to have no furniture, but guess what? My walls will be beautiful. My walls will give me all the positivity and all the good feelings that the furniture or lack thereof does not give. <laughs> but hyperfixiation, rambling aside, he's going to play golf. Isn't Savannah artsy and fartsy and cool? And fun and eclectic. Oh, yeah, your girl's going to go to all the shops and get all the things. I say that, but I'm not because, well, my wallet can only open so far. There's only so much money available. And let me tell you right now, it's it's very small, very limited amount of money. It's uh, my art budget is that of Taco Bell. Nothing against Taco Bell. I do love Taco Bell. Okay, okay, let me let me turn the car back around because I feel like I have taken us off-roading for just a half moment. <clears throat> Anyways, Savannah, cute stores, but most importantly, eat some fantastic yummy food. Ooh, Southern and the coastline, sign me up and wear some cute outfits. And then obviously celebrate the wedding. So mm, we're with our friends. We are in a cool place. Your girl buys some art. <laughs> we just don't tell Stan. <laughs> yeah, so that should be fun. And uh, it's on me to create some content around that. So let's see if your girl can be a full-time actual content creator 
and do one of those cute little videos. Mm-hmm. You know, the videos we all see where it just looks so easily done, but probably takes that person an hour to actually put all the clips together and make sure the clips are organized in the right way. So you get the experience of their trip of their day. Mm, are you still following? Can't tell. Don't know. Maybe this is just my current woes. My current in-between is still trying to be a natural content creator. And I've learned that to be a content creator, well, you've got (laughs) to produce content, which is not just the podcast episode. I got to do those things. What are they called? Reels, videos, TikToks, posts, engagement. (laughs) All in due time. All in due time. Mm. What else is new? Okay, Uh, me and Stan are planning a big, big European trip at the end or towards the end of the year, not at the end of the year. And I bring this up because one, I didn't really travel growing up. My family, we didn't have a lot of money and obviously we were not gallivanting all over the world. Would have been nice, would have been cool, but that's okay. But now that we're growing up, quote unquote, allegedly, so they say I'm a grown up. But now that we're grown up and we make a little bit of extra money, I want to go on trips. I want to see the world, especially right now before we have kids. And again, that's not me saying that we can't travel the world with kids. I fully plan on doing that. But just for right now, given my limited amount of exposure to the world, I'd like to go do a little bit of it without a child. Right, right. So Stan and I are planning this Big two-week vacation to Italy because Stan's never been to Europe. I went once right after high school, and it was like a, I don't know, nine-day trip, and we did six cities in Italy. Most of them were like really small. We did Rome and Florence, but everything else was really, really small, and then like three days in Paris. Long story short, it was way too much to do, things to see, places to go in a very very limited window of time. So it was a very stressful, hectic trip. I got to go with my my best friends from high school. So that was fun. And those memories will never go away. But the actual trip was very stressful. Also, the teacher that sponsored it was kind of a bitch. Uh, not going to lie. Literally had to file a formal complaint against her after the tour was over. So there's that. She wasn't my teacher, though. Uh, it was just the teacher that sponsored it for this, the school. Anyways, side note. Technically, I've been to Europe. And I say technically because I I do feel like I didn't get the genuine experience because it was so rushed and the teacher was such a twat. So there's that. (laughs) But anyway, Stan's never been. And being the fact that I want to travel over the world, Stan's a little hesitant because I don't know, I guess it's scary to travel the world. But I'm like, all right, you want to go to Italy? That's how we will ease you into Europe in a European destination. So We are now going to Italy for two weeks. And honest to goodness, I am so proud of planning this trip because I am not the trip planner. Anytime I go with friends on a trip, I'm fingers crossed. No one's going to ask me to do anything. And I just have to give somebody money and say yes or no to things. I don't like planning trips. It stresses me out. Everyone's got their thing. I'm a podcaster. I like clothes. I love my dog. I like to work out. I like to cook. I love my family, love my friends. I love outdoors, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's got their thing. Trip planning is not a part of that. (laughs) Other people, trip planning is like, they love it. They have Google Sheets. They have spreadsheets. They have to-dos. They have packing lists. I would love to be that person that's a, a packing list person, but hey, again, We know our strengths and we also know our weaknesses if we're self-aware and that is mine. So 
I do have to humble brag on the pod to share with you guys that we have made the bare bones, the outline, the house structure of this trip. I'm so proud. I mean, I Googled time differences. I was figuring out scheduling based on the flight times and this and this. I mean, whoa, Nelly. And then the whole part of the trip was mostly Southern Italy. And then Stan throws a curveball and he throws out Venice. Well, for those who don't know, Venice is in the top northwest part of the country. The complete opposite direction of where I wanted to go. Oh, so then the trip changed. But we made it work and we're doing enough days in each place to get the most out of the place without feeling like we overstayed our welcome. So we're doing a lot of different things, but we're not doing as much that we're going to be burnt out. But I will say, I feel like we're covering most of all the major cities with the exception of, say, Milan, Lake Como, all that area. I think that's northeast Italy. Either way, can't wait. Snaps for Liz. And stand for offering his opinion, but really snaps for Liz for getting the bare bones of her European vacay put together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also side note, who do I think I am just going to go vacate Italy for two weeks? I'll tell you right now, an imposter. Should be fun, though. And I'm sure I'll talk about it more as we get closer and I actually, you know, plan more of the trip. I'd love, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, that financial segment financial topic. And then we can also talk about credit cards and points because part of what is paying for this trip is going to be credit card points and miles and things like that. So I am not equipped to explain all of that right here and now, partially because one, I am still booking everything, (laughs) but two, not an expert. So let's get somebody on the pod. Hmm. Look how we did that. Gave you a life update and then also brought it back to my self-promotion of what I need from you all. So, man, we are doing the most today. Uh, okay, so on top of that, let's see other life updates before we get into today's episode. Mm, I cracked my tooth on a Jordan almond <laughs> because I'm 87. That's just what happens. Uh, yeah, doesn't hurt too bad. I'm getting an x-ray tomorrow. It's my back molar, so it's not like a front tooth or anything like that. It's not chipped. And I I have really good dental hygiene, okay? Like I am kind of weird about not brushing your teeth. You have to brush your teeth, right? So I'm a little bummed that I cracked my tooth. Uh, I'm more bummed that it's probably going to cost me a couple hundred dollars to get fixed. But I'm also just equally embarrassed that, mm-hmm, I cracked my tooth on a Jordan almond. Couldn't have been something cool. Like I was skateboarding and then I fell and did some kind of shoulder roll and accidentally hit my my jaw on the bar. I don't even know. Because now that I say that, I'm like, I'd probably chip a front tooth if that was the situation. So maybe it is in my best interest that I cracked it on a Jordan almond. (laughs) I'll let you ponder about that. Which would I have really preferred? Chipping my front tooth skateboarding or cracking my tooth eating something? I'll give you a hint. I don't skateboard. (laughs) Anyways, that's just another thing to add to the list. A cracked tooth. It's not like I don't have 50 million other things to take care of, priorities to focus on, things to do, but let's just throw in, I got to go get an x-ray, deal with that, probably get a cap on the tooth and then deal with however many weeks it takes for your tooth to get right. I don't even know what I'm saying. All I know is I hate tooth pain, teeth pain, teeth, tooth, tithe, whatever. I hate it all. It hurts. I'm a baby about it. I think I just feel spread thin overall. And I say that because I have noticed a behavior. I don't want to say the word habit because I don't want to give it that much power. But I've noticed a behavior the past, I'm going to be honest, like three weeks. It started slow. 
but now it's definitely every single night. And even if I try to get ahead of it, it's happening, but I am having what I have self-diagnosed. <laughs> and I jokingly say that because it's not like an actual term, but revenge bedtime procrastination, revenge sleep time procrastination, sleep procrastination, if you will. So what is revenge bedtime procrastination? It is when you are delayed in going to sleep because maybe there's not really a valid reason, but most often it's because you felt like your day was taken away from you. Like you were so busy, you were doing all these things. Maybe you felt like you didn't have time for yourself, right? You, you were sabotaging, you were self-sabotaging your sleep to take back control of your day. There's also the awareness of knowing, hey, I'm going to bed late. This is going to have some negative consequences for me. I'm probably not going to wake up early. I'm probably going to wake up not well rested, blah, 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 blah. But you still do it anyway. So you're probably aware that you are having this bedtime procrastination. There may not be an actual reason, like there's this anxiety keeping you up. Maybe you have a big interview the next day. Maybe there's something going on with your family that's got you concerned. Those things could also play into this, but no, this is more so at least what I'm going to consider being a little burnout. You're a little over the place. I was talking to my therapist about it this week and she was saying you're spread thin. And I was like, exactly. But what's interesting is I've also been on top of my shit. So how am I on top of my shit, but also feeling spread thin and now having this revenge bedtime procrastination crap? So a couple of weeks ago, I had an ADHD inspired, ADHD focused episode. And I talked about things that I do, that you may do ADHD things. And then I was also talking about this new, more manageable quote unquote to-do list technique, which I'm calling it a technique, but really it's rather than think about word vomiting, but it's like brain vomiting, brain dumping, all the things, all the possible tasks that I think I need to do and getting it on paper and then not getting any of it done because it's overwhelming and it immobilizes you. So instead trying to make more achievable, actionable to do items that I can do each day and then doing the whole crisscross applesauce, cross that thing off and feel accomplished, what it does for your psyche, all of that stuff. I've been crushing it. So I was telling my therapist, man, I'm doing this. I've gotten so much done the past few weeks, more than I have, gosh, in the past several months. That was life stuff, right? I got lots of personal life stuff going on, big things, trying to get a house, blah, 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 blah. There's also work stuff. Work is crazy. I work, I still have a full-time job. This is not my bread and butter yet, the in-between. So I got to do that. And although I was feeling more on top of things, and I was still doing some in-between stuff. I started to notice I was going to bed, like I'm talking midnight, 12 to 30, and I try to go to bed by 10. So this is like a, a big <laughs> difference in my sleep time, my bedtime, okay? And I also noticed that the later I was going to bed, the less productive with the in-between I was being. So it was like maybe the more quote unquote adult personal things, even though I consider the in-between adult personal, but I also think of the in-between as my career choice and what I want to do. So maybe that's why I was putting it on the back burner because it's not the thing that brings me revenue now. It doesn't, it doesn't bring me money. It doesn't, you know, pay for anything quite yet. But I was just, man, how is this related to feeling on top of myself? But also I'm noticing I am, I'm starting to go to bed late. I'm not getting as much done and things with the in-between. I feel like it's not that they are slowing down by any means, but I should be speeding up and I am kind of staying at the same pace I've been doing. And I say that now out loud and I'm kind of like, mm, maybe 
that's more of just a note I need to take in for myself that there are ebbs and flows <laughs> with life, with the in-between, with all of the things, with every in-between, right? Every in-between has ebbs and flows. So I just need to kind of accept that and not be so hard on myself. Mm. But anyways, back to the revenge bedtime procrastination. I do think it's interesting. So the idea comes from a Chinese phrase that describes the habits of workers who skip on sleep to engage in leisure activities as a way to make up for long work days. Well, as we know in China, what is it like nine, nine, six or something like that? It's nine to nine, like 9am, 9pm is your work day, six days a week. Very crazy. Uh, hmm, if you don't know what that is, you don't believe me or whatever the heck, Google it. It's kind of crazy. So I guess some phrase came from that culture, that work culture, that relationship with that work culture. And so Western society adopted revenge bedtime procrastination. I was reading this article about revenge bedtime and procrastination from NPR. And they were saying, we value productivity so much that we pack our days. Revenge bedtime procrastination is really a kind of commentary on our lack of downtime. It's not about the inability to sleep. It's about delaying sleep in an effort to assert some kind of control over your time. So I'm bringing all this up to say there are things that will keep us up at night. Life things, maybe you're scared of the dark. Maybe you have night terrors. Maybe talk to a therapist about that. But to me, there's a difference in those types of things that keep you up versus what I'm talking about. So if you've noticed that you're starting to go to bed later, maybe you're feeling a little spread thin, a little burnout. To me, that's what you have to check in with. It's that emotional, mental health. How are you feeling? And that's what I noticed. Like the first like week of me going to bed later, I didn't even really realize. I was just like, oh crap. I'm, oh my gosh, there I am not paying attention to the time. But then as the weeks went on, I noticed, okay, I am intentionally staying up late. And with staying up late, I'm not actually doing anything that is serving me. It's not like I'm staying up late researching. It's not like I'm staying up late doing things for the podcast, reading a book. I'm just either watching TV. I am scrolling through Anthropology's app. <laughs> I am scrolling through Instagram, whatever. Like nothing that is necessarily important or worthwhile to my time. Now, hear me. I think that there's a time and a place to do your scrolling. I am not an anti-scroller. I'm not. Heck, as a content person, I got to scroll to get ideas and to see what other people are doing and 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 not to say to steal ideas, no, but just you got to expose yourself to the things you're trying to do and in, in, in the, the career path you're trying to build, right? That's what I mean. But I am not anti-scrolling. Plus, holy crap, you can learn a thing or two on TikTok. There is obviously lots of misinformation on TikTok, but there's also a lot of interesting information you can learn on TikTok. I have learned so much about ADHD on TikTok. I will go run it by my therapist, be like, is this real? What is this? I'll do my own research. But let me tell you, it's not the worst place on the internet. Maybe it has bad corners, but it's not the worst place. I probably should stop talking about that before I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> but anywho, back to the, the subject at hand. I don't think scrolling is necessarily bad, but I was just doing mindless nothing. Like it was honestly not worth my time, not worth the bandwidth and waking up late isn't good for me. I wake up stressed out and that's not a great way to start your day. Okay. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I have implemented new things into my wellness routine and I'm going to be more self-aware, more mindful of the bedtime. Uh, I think maybe setting alarms to remind myself, okay, 
I'm 45 minutes out from when I really want to go to bed. Okay, now I'm 30 minutes out. Maybe it's setting alarms for 15-minute increments just for the first couple of, uh, I was going to say weeks. God, I hope it doesn't take me weeks to get back at a decent bedtime. But if it does, say la vie, uh, seize the day. I don't know if that really worked for that, but we're going to, we're going to let it stick. We're going to let it ride. (laughs) Uh, But being more accountable. So I told you last week on the wellness episode, I was going to give myself a month of doing all of this to see how I feel, to come back and give you an update and being diligent in doing the things every day that I said I was going to do. I'm going to throw this in there too. I'm going to work on this bedtime procrastination. I'm going to work on going to bed at a decent time. I'm going to work on building better habits and building better routines. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. But also we're going to give ourselves grace and know that we are perfectly imperfect and that there are ebbs and flows in life and the many in-betweens of life. And this is just one where, okay, one part I'm crushing it, one part not so much. So let's work on the not so much part. It's a balance, right? Right. Plus, if we're not getting enough sleep, that's sleep deprivation. And that's not good. You get brain fog. You get those dark circles under your eyes. You feel like shit. You don't feel good. Everything irritates you. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. So let's avoid that. Let's go to bed at a decent bedtime and avoid all of the negative consequences. Sounds great in theory. <laughs> like I said, let's give it a month. Side note, I mentioned this last week as well, but with the new Zelda game coming out, nerd alert, that's also throwing a damper in my bedtime because me and Stan like playing that together. So if I'm doing podcast stuff and he's doing stuff and then we're done and it's like, oh, let's hang out. We play Zelda and then boom, you blink and an hour and a half has passed. So maybe I just need to limit how often I play Zelda after hours. Oh my gosh. Anywho, that's enough from me about that. (laughs) Maybe I just need somebody to come tuck me in, read me a bedtime story, and then I'll go to bed. Right. Not creepy at all. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, I am going to go. If you aren't doing so already, please go follow me at Elizabeth Cheney underscore from my personal account. And hey, you can see what I'm doing in Savannah and all the things all the time. You can follow the podcast Instagram at in.betweenpod. You can also follow me on TikTok at The Inbetween Podcast and on YouTube. Select episodes available at The Inbetween Podcast on there as well. As we grow this podcast, fam, we're going to get a website, you know, Facebook community group. The options are endless. But before we get there, I need that financial person. So, Again, your homework, you let me know a financial guru that you think should come on the pod and I'd love to talk to them. Yes, I was definitely going to throw in one more self-promotion on that subject before this episode ends. Can you tell she's desperate? (laughs) Really, it's just because I want us all to be financial goddesses and gods and, you know, crush our financial our financial life and also stick it to capitalism, but also playing the game of capitalism. Anyways, side note, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. I hope again, you're having a great week. And if not mm, putting my arms around you, giving you a squeeze. I love you so much. Whatever you're going through, whatever in between you're navigating, I believe in you. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because I don't know what you're going through, but just know don't give up. Okay. I love you. Have a fabulous rest of your week. I will see you next Wednesday for an all new in between. Go follow me on all the social media so we can be friends and we can see what's going on. So Without further ado, I'm Elizabeth Cheney, your esteemed host, and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye now.